Welcome to Bread Alive. We are called to be priests, prophets, and kings in our own homes and workplaces, offering the wheat of our daily lives and becoming bread for others through lives of grace. My name is Michael Halbrook, and this podcast explores our journeys together as we seek to understand and live the gospel in our lives. Hello, we're back. Hey, Joseph. Hey. What is uh, this week's gospel? Um, it's the one where Jesus talks about how he's going to mount um, his church on this rock. And by a rock, he doesn't mean this little pebble or this big mountain. He means Peter, because Peter means rock. It's really cool because a few weeks ago, um, when we started the podcast, I mentioned this gospel. Why did you mention it? Because um, it was similar to another gospel that I had heard that week, and and it's my favorite gospel. This one's your favorite gospel. What makes it your favorite? It's really memorable. and Is it Peter. important? Yes. Why is it important? Because it's one of the times that Jesus is talking about um, the church and when it's going to start. There you on go. Pentecost. And you love the church. Yes. Yeah. And we love Peter. We love our Pope, don't we? Yes. Yep. Now, when Jesus did this, he didn't say, and, and you're going to be called the Pope, did he? No. No. He just said, you're going to be the rock. But what other promises did he make to Peter when he gave him that new name of Peter and said he would be the rock on which the church would be built? He said he would give him the che- the I mean the keys to heaven. Keys to the kingdom of heaven, and what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, or on earth, yeah. and what you bind it, or what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Right. What you lose on earth will you'll be loosed lose in, heaven. in heaven. Which, what kinds of things do we understand from that statement about what Jesus is promising to Peter and his successors and the apostles and the church? What happens when you go to confession? And you confess your sins and the priest. You lose your sins. Right. And what is what is the church doing when he when the priest and the person of Christ prays that absolution over you? He's loosing those things yes. from earth, right? Yes. So are they loosed in heaven too? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the promise was made by Jesus to Peter, but to the the whole church, to all of his successors is is how we understand that. From the Gospel of Matthew. It's a good gospel this week. It's a fun one. So can I tell you a story about it? So last week, I was gone for the week. Do you remember where I was? Homiletics week. I was at homiletics week up in Springfield with my brother, Deacon, classmates. We had two amazing instructors for the week. Uh, They were amazing with our class. I think we all feel a lot more comfortable and confident with the idea that we can preach and that we... We can do okay with it. We're not going to be, we're not going to be St. John Chrysostom, right? We're not going to be like amazing and people are going to talk about us for thousands of years. But and we're not going to be like Padre Pio where he can go anywhere he wants whenever. Yeah, I think we feel better about it, which is kind of cool. But during homiletics week, the gospel that they gave us on Monday that we had to write another big Sunday homily for and preach on Friday was this gospel. Isn't that kind of cool? So I wrote a homily on this gospel a few weeks ago. And uh, I won't I won't share it here today because the audience that we wrote it for was for our brother classmates. It wasn't for like just anybody out there or anybody in the pews on Sunday. It was for our brother classmates. But do you want to know a little bit about what I wrote about? So I wrote 
to my brother classmates about this gospel, just a, a little bit about how an example of how our church is not unified today in the way that Jesus would intend. And I think disunity is a big problem in our church today because it's, I think it, it stems from the fact that disunity is a big problem in our society today because people have forgotten how to just talk to each other about their differences and get along and respect each other for their differences. Um, and I gave an example of it's, it's kind of, kind of a corner case, but I gave an example of there are some Catholics that, and there's a lot of younger Catholics and they, um, they are what they call traditionalist Catholics and they don't believe in anything that's happened in the church ever since the second Vatican council. And some of them even say that our popes aren't real popes, that like popes long time ago were the last real pope. Some of them say Benedict XVI was the last real pope, but there's a lot of them. And, and I talked to my brother classmates in that homily about how there's a lot of them on Twitter and they're helping to cause disunity in a bad way in the church. And the gospel, if we believe Jesus and we believe his promise, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And Peter is the source of our unity, right? Like Peter is the rock on which Jesus built the church to ensure unity, to ensure that there would always be authority and teaching and that there would be clarity. And we're, we're blessed. We're really fortunate that God in the person of Jesus established our church on a, on an authority that we could look to here on earth. Peter. If the last real popes were back then, I kind of don't think that's really true because think about it. There is Pope John Paul II, mm -hmm. and he was really good, and mm -hmm. there were a lot of good popes before him. Yep. And, and here's here's where I think I think you're you're helping me understand a little bit of the problem is that like let's just talk about the differences in Catholics and problems with Catholic unity right now, right? Like if these radical traditional Catholics think that there can't be good Catholics that, that believe Vatican II was, was right. And that popes are still popes, right? The things that Jesus promised us, if they don't think that there can be good Catholics on that side, if you will, I'm doing little quotes that Joseph and I can see, it's a big problem, right? And you, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of you. I think you're a good young Catholic man. And I think you understand a lot. And you understand that there were good things that those popes did too, that they don't even think may have been popes, which is sad. So I think as we read this gospel and we read about Jesus giving Peter a new name and the identity of the rock, and we thank God for the blessings of the popes, and of the church on which um, they're, they're built, um, I think that we should also pray for unity and pray for everyone to see the, the good in all the different aspects of our Catholicity, the things that, you know, some people like and some people don't like different things about everything in our church, just like everything in our world. And I think we need to get better at seeing the whole picture and understanding each other and seeking and praying for unity as opposed for to division, right? It'd be a better world. And I think that's, really yeah, that's a big part of what Jesus was trying to give the church when he did this with Peter, right? Yes. Cool.
One last. I, th- yeah, go ahead. I read something mm-hmm. about. Um, it said something about how um, the last judgment will be when everyone has really done what they're supposed to do on Earth, which I think everyone should be supposed to love and have peace in the world. And I think that after a few years, I think we really will have peace in the world. I mean, we're getting really close, but... Let's keep praying for yeah. that, and let's keep working for that. So let's let's pray for peace, let's pray for unity, and let's work for both of those. Amen? Amen. Amen. Have a good week.